Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What do you get when you take a smart ass sex and dating expert who's a little too smart for his own good? And you take a smoking hot vixen with just the right amount of naughty and nice. And together they point out all the very stupid things men and women do in the world of sex and dating. You get a juicy little podcast that is smart, sexy, and will knock you on your ass. It's unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is Believe in the Sex Playbook, and it starts right now. Hey everyone, welcome to Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm your host, John Ibrahim, coming to you from the Windy City here on the Believe Podcast Network. Now, obviously, this is the point where you would hear me introduce my lovely and slightly psychopath co-host Shay, but Shay's actually been missing for like the last five days. We have no idea where she is. No, I'm kidding. Of course, we know exactly where Shay is. Shay is totally fine. She just isn't able to join us today. So, like we've done in the past, when Shay and I couldn't ride together, instead of just skipping a week, which the fans get pretty salty about, I like to refer back to my column that I used to write for the Chicago Tribune way back when, which was also called The Sex Playbook. And I figured it would be cool to give you a sort of digital version of that column because so many things that I wrote about back then are still completely pertinent today because I don't know if you know this or not, but people used to do sex and dating for many years, sometimes even centuries. So the stuff is still pertinent today. So I figured we would just give you an audio version of one of my past columns. Before we get into that, remember, if you love the show, then please remember to subscribe to The Sex Playbook and rate us with a five-star rating. You can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much everywhere else you get your podcasts. And of course, you could always find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. That's B-L-E-A-V. All right. So this column is actually back from June 14th, 2006, if you can believe that. Maybe some of you weren't even born yet. And if that's true, then you should probably get your parents' permission to listen to this show because it can be kind of naughty now and then. But for the rest of you that have your parents' permission and are of legal age, then the topic is actually about what to do about all those sex props that you have at your house. When I mean sex props, I mean like sex toys, your sex paraphernalia, that sort of thing. So here we go. So admit it. Many of you have toys or props that help spice up your sex life. You know, some of these things like toys and handcuffs and dildos and strap-ons and all that kind of stuff. Some of that stuff is there to actually be used with a partner. So, you know, there's not so much wrong with that. There's not wrong with having that stuff anytime. But what I'm saying is there are some stuff that you like to have to use with a partner. And then there's some stuff that are meant to be used by yourself that you don't want anybody to see. Any of you guys who have a fleshlight out there, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go ahead and Google fleshlight. But here's a little tip. 
don't do it on your work computer. So, you know, these things could be very subtle, like your, you know, lubricant or, you know, your little tiny silver bullet vibrator, or it could be something really elaborate, like a swing hanging above your bed. Hey, whatever you want to do, no judgment. So whatever kink gets your motor running, it's just fine. That is until someone finds it who you wish hadn't. Not long ago, before this column, I wrote about how people should be more open when talking about their sex lives. But there is a flip side to that coin, of course. Sometimes secrets should be kept in all aspects of your life, and sex and dating is one of them. That's because it takes much less effort to keep a secret than to explain to your friends, coworkers, or God forbid your mother why you have a leather mask and a ball gag and a horse whip. You might be thinking, hey, what were they doing in the, my closet anyway? But remember, Murphy's Law states that the freakier your hidden sex item is, the greater the chance someone's going to find it, no matter how good you think your hiding place is. Okay, so maybe Murphy's Law isn't worded exactly like that, but you get my point. So some guys put a lot of effort in making sure their porn stash isn't found. One tactic is to periodically move smut from one hiding spot to another. Like, you know, it's in the witness protection program where it can't stay in the same place for too long. And then some clueless men simply hide the naughtiness in their sock drawer because they figure, hey, who's going to look in my sock drawer? But man, I can't tell you how many women I know have gone through my drawers when I wasn't looking. Because, you know, I live alone, so you know when even the slightest thing is moved because you're the only possible person who can move them. So when it looks like things have kind of been gone through, they have been gone through. So, guys, if you're hiding any of your fleshlights or your freaky freak stuff, then you better make sure that you put it in a better hiding place than your sock drawer. So regardless of which stealth mode you choose, for your hiding spot, it's all for not when you have nosy friends. Okay, most guys I know love finding something to tease their buddies about, you know, and those never go away. These types of men love nothing more than to embarrass a friend at parties by spilling the beans about, you know, the buttless chaps they found hidden under your bed. Remember, when you live alone like I do, it's kind of hard to use the excuse, hey, those aren't mine. Well, who's <laughs> who else could they be? You know, if you're going to even allow nosy friends to hang at your place when you're not there, then you deserve everything that comes with it. You know, speaking of Shay, I remember once, you know, she was she was coming by the house and I wasn't home yet. So I we were texting and I texted her the code to get into my house. And the whole time I was thinking and Shay wouldn't do this, I don't think to snoop around my house. But I'm thinking man, I hope she doesn't look here or there or wherever. And I started having like a little mini panic attack about it. So if you're going to let a friend, male or female, into your place without you being there, then you're rolling the dice, my friends. You're allowing a major breach in security. Your friends wouldn't do that, you say? Yeah, I thought that too. But I had a buddy way back when that was hanging out at my brother's house waiting for him to get home. He rummaged through the house and found in the back of a drawer Polaroids of my brother's roommate and his girlfriend doing something that could only be described as naked twister, and it wasn't a pretty sight. 
it's also a bad idea to let an overnight female guest stay at your place when you go to work. And I think Shay and Eve and I even did a show about this not long ago. You know, I used to do that because I used to work so early in the morning that if I had an overnight guest, even if it was just kind of a casual thing, I'm not talking about like a serious girlfriend. I mean, even casual dates, you know, I didn't want to be rude and kick him out of the house at like 5.30 a.m. So I would let him sleep into my place and just, you know, tell them as I was leaving, hey, just go ahead and, and let yourself out. And of course, all it takes is one bad experience to change those rules. It's just a matter of time before these one of these women are going to rifle through your stuff like she's executing a search warrant. I once came home to a note on my nightstand that said, nice panties. She'd found some left behind thongs that I didn't even know was there, but leave it to a woman to find them. Since then, I've instituted a firm, you leave when I leave policy. Them's the rules in Casa de John. Even if you don't allow overnight guests or unsupervised friends in your place, you still shouldn't let your guard down. People don't plan on a fire breaking out, but hey, it happens. Take it from me. I'm a firefighter. Think the crawl space is a good place to hide your stash? Guess again. Once while working to put out a house fire, I checked in a crawl space and found a blow-up doll staring back at me. I almost shit in my pants. And I can't tell you the countless homes we've been in either on medical calls or emergencies or something like that where you find all this kind of stuff. Granted, we're not looking for it. We don't dig through people's houses. But sometimes people have no shame. This stuff is just kind of sitting there. You know, you're trying to carry their grandmother who had a stroke out the door and you almost trip over the Sibian that's laying there right in the family room. Don't know what a Sibian is? Go ahead and Google it. Again, don't do it from your work computer. So if you like to get your freak on while wearing a feather boa and diapers, have at it. Go nuts. Just make sure you hide that shit pretty well. Don't ever put yourself in a position where it can be carelessly found by your friends, by dates, or worse yet, your visiting mother. Trust me, you can hear, whoa, where did I go wrong with you? Only so many times by your mother before you actually start feeling like a bad human being. All right, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, just something quick, down and dirty, just to satisfy your appetites for the sex playbook until Shay and I are back at it again, which should be next week. So until then, that'll do it for today's edition of Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm John Ibrahim. Make sure to hit me up on Facebook and Instagram with the username The Real John Ibrahim. And please remember to subscribe to the Sex Playbook and give the show a five star rating. Remember, you can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much all your favorite podcast directories. And of course, always at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, please tweet your questions or topics at me and Shay, and I promise we will try to read them in a future episode. You can find me on Twitter at John Ibrahim and Shay at Kilmer Shay, which is K-I-L-L-M-E-R-S-H-A-Y. She will admit herself that she sucks at using Twitter, so good luck with that one. But you can find her on all the other social medias, including TikTok, where she has some pretty popular content on there. And 
If you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Remember, sex sells, so get out on the action and advertise with us. And you've been listening to the Sex Playbook on the Believe Podcast Network. Later, people! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.